Welcome everyone to today's devotion. We're in Mark chapter 5. And remember what we said yesterday about the connection between Mark 4 and Mark 5. The chapter divisions are inspired. But chapter 4 ended with Jesus calming the storm. You remember that it says that Jesus rebuked the storm. The word used there to describe Jesus rebuking the storm is the word that Mark uses in chapters 1 and 3, I believe it is, to describe his act of rebuking um, uh, demons. And, and so, yes, we should see Jesus' lordship over the natural world. That's certainly the way it seems the disciples take it. But also there is a subtle hint that it's more than that. After all, consider what it is we have in chapter 5. So we move from rebuking a storm with, with language reminiscent of exorcisms. And in the very next chapter, what we see is Jesus casting out a legion of demons. So it's not an accident the way uh, the, the biblical text is ordered. But what you're going to find in Mark chapter 5 is that the main theme is uncleanness, both uh, with unclean spirits and unclean people. And Jesus' grace and mercy is sufficient for all of them. So notice, first of all, we have the legion. Um, verse 2, and when Jesus has stepped out of the boat, immediately, there's that word, you'll see it quite a bit in this chapter, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs. So he is an unclean man because he lives among the dead, literally. Um, and, and to touch a dead body or, or something associated with that is considered unclean. So he is an unclean man possessed with unclean spirits. And it in Luke or Mark rather goes in a lot of details as to what his life is like and why this man's been given free reign among the dead uh, uh, because no one else can can handle him. Uh, verse six, when Jesus saw when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him and crying out in a loud voice, he said, "What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me." Again, we have this pattern in Mark that the only people thus far to recognize Jesus as the Son of God. Remember, the very first verse of Mark is this is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And the only people that recognize Jesus for who he really is are the demonized. So here it's a legion of demons who are recognizing him. Now, the disciples are getting close, right? Uh, at least in the narrative. Now, I, I think they know who Jesus is. But in the narrative, uh, the disciples ask the question at the end of chapter 4, who is this that even the, 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 the winds and the waves obey him? You remember that the people in the synagogues, the religious Jews, uh, including their leaders, the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, and even his whole family see Jesus as a type of embarrassment. They've been trying to, to stop him. And so much so that his family are snatching him away and the religious elites are turning to the Herodians for help. Uh, but it is the demonized who recognize Jesus for who he really is. We go down to verse 11. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside and they begged him saying, send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission. Now, uh, there's a lot of talk about the, the scene. Why, why did Jesus allow them to go into the pigs? Um, I think we get distracted by it. Uh, there, there are some things worth pointing out. I, again, I've preached through every verse in Mark, so you can go on the podcast or the uh, uh, church website or whatnot. You can find all of those. But I think the main point is you have an unclean man with unclean spirits who then go to unclean animals. 
I think that's the point we're, we're to see. The emphasis of this chapter is uncleanness. So the unclean spirits go to the unclean animal, which, what does that make the man? It makes him have an encountered Christ now clean. That's the point. We're going to see with the woman the issue of blood and Jairus' daughter. The same pattern, the same story, the same result is, is given. So Jesus gives them permission, and of course they, they go into the pigs who then jump off a cliff. They go all lemmings on us. Um, but notice here that the man who lived among the tombs, his spirits now go to, to death. They bring the pigs to death. Uh, so, so just as they did to the man among the tombs, who took him to the place of the dead, so too they take the pigs to the place of, of the dead. Uh, so, so we see parallelism there. And I don't think we need to overcomplicate uh, this narrative. Um, verse 15, they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the lesion sitting there clothed um, and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. Notice that their response to Jesus is not worship, but uh, to ostracize them. They fear Jesus, and, and they don't want anything to do with him. This is a pattern we're seeing in Mark's gospel. Only those who are desperate, like the demonized, and as we'll see, the woman, the issue of blood, and Jairus, uh, are, are those who come to Jesus as he really is, not as they want him to be. Well, then we get here, Jairus' daughter. So what we get is two narratives, um, broke it up into three parts. So we get the part of Jairus' daughter where Jairus comes to Jesus, and then we get the, the scene is interrupted with the woman of the issue of blood, and then we get um, returned back to Jairus' daughter who's healed. So verse uh, 22, Jairus is a leader in the synagogue. That's another important detail. Remember that um, uh, the synagogue is where we've seen a lot of the sick, the hurting, and the demonized. It's been in the synagogue, not outside the synagogue, but in the house of worship itself, which is a great uh, way to tell us the of the true spiritual state of Israel. Uh, at this time. So Jairus falls at his feet and implores Jesus earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hand on her so that she may be well and live. Notice that the demonized man was among the dead. And what's Jairus saying here? Uh, his little girl is among the dead. She, she She's practically uh, at the point of death. And in desperation, he, he wants Jesus to come and revive her. So you see the similarities between Jairus' daughter and the demonized uh, man with, with lesion. Verse 26, um, uh, while Jesus is on his way, there is a woman uh, with a discharge of blood for 12 years. She went to a lot of doctors, tried a lot of things. I'm sure she did a lot of organic stuff too. Um, and yet it says she, she was no better, but rather grew worse after it all. Um, and she hears reports that Jesus uh, can heal people. And so verse 29, uh, she, she, she touches, touches his, his, his robe. And verse 29, and immediately there's that term. Remember, we saw it with the demonized man, among other references. Immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Now, remember that to the Jews, blood made one unclean. So a woman was unclean for so many days every month. To touch a dead body made one unclean. To, to 
to come in contact with blood made one unclean. So here you have a woman who's been unclean for 12 years, has no access to, to the temple, no access to the synagogue, no access to, to, to the public in general, so much so that when she is around other people, she would then have to shout, unclean, unclean, unclean. Much in the same way, um, if if you've got COVID, right, uh, and, and you find yourself out in public, which you shouldn't be doing, uh, you, you're going to say, hey, get away from me, I'm contagious. Yeah, so too this woman uh, is, is ostracized by her society uh, because of her disease. And yet when she touches Jesus, she is cleaned. Notice again the pattern we have here is we have the demonized man who, who lives among the dead. When he is cleansed, uh, he is no longer unclean. The unclean spirits go into the unclean animals and they go to the place of dead. And the demonized man is now cleansed. Now we have a woman who is unclean, but when she touches Jesus, she is cleansed. All right, this is the power of God. Um, so Jesus says, verse 34, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Notice the connection between cleansing and faith. Now we go back to the story of Jairus and his daughter. Uh, when they arrive, they tell Jairus, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Now notice they identify Jesus as a teacher, not as the son of God, right? It's, I guess, better to just call him Jesus, you know. They see him as a rabbi, not as a divine uh, uh, incarnated being. So um, so they're, they're getting closer, but they're still not quite there. The, the legion knows who he is and they fear him. These people don't know exactly who he is. Uh, therefore, they do not fear him. Um, but overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, that's Jairus, do not fear, only believe. Now, that is a verse that I think American evangelicals have got to memorize um, ever since, particularly since COVID hit, but I would say before that. Um, and, and by what I could tell over the last year, we are driven by fear, not by faith. But nevertheless, um, Jesus' challenge to Jairus is that he would have the sort of faith of the woman with the issue of blood. So remember, you have a man with an unclean spirit, therefore he's unclean, a woman with blood, therefore she's unclean, and now you have a, a, a girl who is dead, therefore she is unclean. To touch a dead body makes one unclean. So um, Jesus goes in, verse 4, he says, little girl, I say to you, arise. He first says it in Aramaic, which is striking, the mark is Aramaic. Uh, verse 42, and immediately, there's that term once again. We've seen it at least three times with each narrative. The uh, man demonized, the woman the issue of blood, and Algeria's daughter. Immediately, the girl got up and began walking. She was 12 years of age. They were immediately overcome with amazement. Um, now, again, you see the same stories written three times. When Jesus encounters the unclean, he cleanses them by his power as the Son of God. That's the point of this chapter. Now, it's introduced subtly at the end of chapter 4, the calming of the storm. But it's made very clear here that Jesus is waging a war against sin and against Satan. And that war will culminate in the cross where he gives us cleansing from sin. And that truly sets us free. That's the point of the narrative. Well, Lord willing, we'll see you guys here probably here at my house again, at least for a few more days. Um, we'll look at Mark chapter six. Have a good one.